Welcome to TalkErie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie, PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. We're talking about um, the welfare of our children, toddlers, well, infants, toddlers, and children. And with us is Rena Irwin. She is the executive officer for Child Development Centers. And also with us, um, uh, Jessica Schultz and Becky Sanchez. Jessica is the marketing specialist. Becky is the curriculum specialist. Ladies, thanks so much for joining the show. Sure. Thank you. Alrighty, let's start out with you, Rena. Again, um, uh, you're the senior leader here. What is Child Development Centers? Child Development Centers is a nonprofit organization that was founded in 1969 by a group of citizens in Franklin that wanted safe childcare so moms could leave welfare and enter the workforce. Uh, Things have changed a lot since then. In 1997, when I arrived, uh, the first thing we did was name ourselves Child Development Centers Incorporated so that we could transfer from only looking at safe child care to looking at child development and early childhood education. And again, uh, the, the amount of research, uh, Rena, is, is enormous about how critical these early years are. And and for you guys, is it from, like, what are the ages that you generally cover? The majority of the children at CDC are infants, toddlers, and preschoolers. The biggest volume, about 1,100 children, are the age three, four, and five-year-olds. Okay. So that's cl- that's kind of classic PK. But, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, do we have a good track record of getting kids into preschool in Pennsylvania? That, that you think? You know, back when Governor Rendell uh, became governor, he launched Pre-K Counts, which was the first statewide initiative for free preschool in Pennsylvania. And since that time, the number of opportunities for Pre-K Counts has continued to grow up until where we are now. CDC, for example, we have 242 Pre-K Counts children uh, that are part of CDC. Okay. So, so uh, if we were to look at percentages for like Erie County, how many kids do you think are in get get like before kindergarten kind of training? I'm not sure that those numbers are stellar. Um, I, I don't have exact numbers, but anecdotally, it it has been a challenge. Even with things like pre K counts and Head Start, there are many times that programs do struggle to fill their slots, which means that not all children have access. So, so it's not a matter of we don't have enough supply. We don't have enough demand. Right. It's, it's a challenge of helping parents understand the significance of the first five years and an experience prior to entering kindergarten. All right. Let's talk about what, what you guys bring to the table at CDC, your mission, mm-hmm. your values. How do you approach uh, uh, the little guys? Um, Our mission is educating children to succeed. Everything we do at CDC is about early childhood education. Uh, One of my staff members said uh, one time how passionate and stubborn we are at the same time. We're stubborn because what we want for children is for them to enter kindergarten dramatically prepared, just not enter. We want them to be dramatically prepared. So our passion gets behind it when 
we focus on the things that we do every day, which is NACI accreditation, being a star four facility, all the extra add-ons of quality that are not mandatory, but they're what is best for children. All right. And again, part of me, if I sound like an idiot on this, but but I've been, you know, I'm exposed to this every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I understand that there are there is kind of a pecking order of what's considered childcare or early childhood and like super you know excellent childcare type. Are you acquainted with uh, some of those designations? Yeah, and and what happens is that not all childcare facilities are are equal. Like there is a wide range from group homes to single site childcare centers where. Um, people who care about children uh, are led by a teacher. They don't have the same resources as an organization like CDC. And so sometimes quality is difficult to put into place because you just flat out don't have the resources. So so who's making those determinations of and what is that determination, by the way? What's the one that the federal the feds have kind of designated as kind of like this or the state is that is this kind of like five star or what have you. Uh, right. So there's a star. Pennsylvania has a star rating. So okay. you can be everywhere from a star one, two, three, or four, uh, four being the highest for quality. There are many centers that are still one and two, but there are quite a few centers now that are a star four because Pennsylvania has really been pushing the stars program. And then there's also a national accreditation, which five of our centers have it's NACI, it's N-A-E-Y-C, and it's a national accreditation of quality. It puts you at the elite level um, for centers. Wow. Uh, What you guys are doing is kind of bringing the entire industry to me because we really have not talked about this. And I I feel I feel um, uh, behind because this is such an important issue. I'm going to I'm going to pause with you Rena. We're going to switch over to Becky here and let's let's talk about um, you know as far as as far as what the kids are learning. So curriculum and you know is this standardized? I, I mean cuz you have multiple locations and so I wonder how you approach all that. Well, we have a unified approach, which is called the Creative Curriculum. It's a program that we purchased um, It's very well reviewed across the country. And in fact, the US government uses it um, in military schools and also in the US international schools around the world. Uh, The creative curriculum is based on the children doing investigations of topics uh, about which they know quite a bit, Mm -hmm. but also about which they have much curiosity to learn more. This is so different than a teacher choosing a project, like let's do dinosaurs or let's do volcanoes. And the teacher is the one that knows everything about dinosaurs and everything about volcanoes. So all the information comes from her. With this approach, the teacher is guiding the investigations of topics in their everyday world. Uh, The studies are about six to eight weeks long and some sample topics are clothes, buildings, trees, reduce, reuse, recycle, tubes and tunnels, etc. So you can see that these are things that would be in a child's world and that they would be interested in. So that's our um, unifying curriculum across all of these centers that you mentioned, which are numerous. I, I, I um, again, 
uh, pardon me if I'm getting into the weeds uh, too much here, but my understanding about early childhood education is there's a couple uh, spheres of thought, right? Number one is let them play, and then they learn through playing. And the other one is, you know, we've got to beat the – yeah, we've got to beat uh, you know the 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 A's and B's and the the numbers counting to a hundred and you know do some soft arithmetic and you know I mean how do you guys navigate all of this you know diverse opinions about what our children should learn before five? Well, we're doing it all. Everything that you mentioned, we're doing uh, because. The children's primary job is play. That's their occupation. Creative curriculum has the academics within playful learning, you could say, if not downright joyful learning activities sometimes. And uh, we don't spend our whole day on creative curriculum. So there's plenty of time to be working with the ABCs, number recognition, shape recognition, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we might get into it later, but there's even ample time to work on these um, preschool children writing and decoding as they become emergent readers. So we have found a way to do it all. And, and what what is what are people what is the latest research uh, saying is appropriate these days? Like, I guess, um, uh, you know, I, I mean, I remember when when my kids were ready to go to, you know, there was like there was the artsy preschool and then there was the you know the tiger lady preschool you know where, where they were gonna be very strict on on all the the basics explain it for me because i really don't know what i'm talking about i guess is the question i'm going to let uh rena lay the platform and then i'll jump in with the details thank you rena <laughs> you get what i'm coming from right i mean right. you've heard you're, you've been in the business you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm well because we have experts at CDC, like a Becky Sanchez, a Barb Dutton, our infant toddler coach, these folks have spent countless hours researching best practice. And, and so we know what best practice is. And like Becky said, um, their occupation is play. CDC is based on play. We put those other things in there because we have um, certified teachers who you know, obviously have gone to school to teach. Sure. So they have knowledge. And then folks like Becky connect them to the theory and to the research and the best practice. So it naturally ends up in our classrooms every single day. Oh, that's really cool. So, so, uh, so how the, how do the children respond? I mean, are they, are they fully engaged? I mean, do you get a pretty good? Oh, uh... oh my goodness. If the delight of watching a preschool classroom in action where you have individual centers around the room you have a teacher doing an intentional teaching card some children are playing in dramatic play some are in blocks but it's intentional it isn't everything has a purpose uh, throughout the preschool day even lunch for example has a purpose uh, it is family style children and staff are talking to each other uh, children serve themselves, so they continue to raise their independence. It's just an entire day of a purposeful thought. Uh, Jessica, let's talk about you know the logistics. Y'all have uh, y'all started in Venango County, but you've made a pretty big presence now in Erie County. 
Yes, we have been expanding over the last several years. So we actually have 14 locations between Venango, Crawford, and Erie County, um, five of the locations being in Erie, as well as our administrative office now. Um, so we have one at Asbury, our Asbury CDC is on Asbury Road. We have Century CDC, which is on East 27th Street, Cascade CDC, which is on West 7th Street. Uh, then we also have one, a location in Girard, that's our Elk Valley Head Start Center. And we'll be opening up a new one in July, at Gilson CDC, which is on Payne Avenue. So those are the, the five locations in Erie. And then, like I said, we have two in Crawford and the remaining in Venango County as well. And you're going to be building two more out. And uh, Rena, am I correct that one of them is going to be on the footprint of the old Roosevelt uh, Middle School? Yes, that's correct. Okay, mm -hmm. so that... Uh, that that building wasn't able to be retrofitted, but uh, you're, what kind of building will you be like? How large would that be? How many kids could fit in there? Uh, the two new locations, being Tenth uh, and French and Roosevelt, will be about fourteen thousand square foot buildings. They will accommodate infants, toddlers, and preschoolers. Tenth and French. I'm, I'm trying. The parking to... lot. Oh, uh, is that near uh, Jones uh, School or the across from the Seawolf Stadium? Uh, okay, is a parking lot. Okay, okay, and that's where you're building. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, so tell me how it works because uh, is is this you know our 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 parents paying curriculum? Is this a state funded thing? Is it a is it a, an amalgam of a lot of different things? How does it work that a, a child would be enrolled in CDC? A child would be enrolled based on their family circumstances. There could be parents who pay full tuition. There could be families who are eligible for subsidy through the ELRC office. Um, and then we have free programs. Pre-K counts would be free for families. And then we have Head Start, which would be free for families. All righty. Um, let's talk about those programs. Uh, Jess, you know, Head Start, uh, is is preschool for low income families? So that that's just for uh, you know for those that uh, maybe are are on government assistance. What does that consist of? Is is that a, a full year deal? Is that a uh, what is Head Start? I guess these. So days? Head Start would mimic like a regular school year program. It is okay. a full day, so the kids are are going a, a full day that way. Um, and like you said, it is for low income families. So when they're at one hundred percent of the poverty guidelines, so for example, a family of four can make up to twenty six thousand five hundred in one year. Um, other eligibilities are if they don't rent or own their own home. They receive TANF for SSI benefits or children are in foster care or kinship care. Um, those things automatically qualify them for the Head Start program. And with that, they get a free breakfast, lunch and snack. Um, and again, like I said, it's a, it's a full day program for that school year. So typically August through May timeframe. How old are those kids at Head Start? So Head Start, they can begin on their third birthday. So that would be for three, four and five year olds. So um, it's, so a, it's, it's all three years. Yes. As Holy soon smokes. as they turn three, they can get in. They're able, eligible to be enrolled. If we have openings at the centers, we bring them in and we actually sort our classrooms by ages, too, so that we keep the three year olds prominently together and then Absolutely. the four year olds and the five year olds. Those five year olds, they're too rough on the three year olds. Right. I mean, <laughs> yes. Good night. Um, so, OK, so you have Head Start for 
for those that are in that income bracket. But then you have this pre-K counts. Is it similar curriculum? Is it different curriculum? And is it for the same age groups? So it is the same. Um, we use creative curriculum across all of our programs, no matter if they're free, funded, um, you know, private tuition-based programs, they all receive the same creative curriculum um, program platform that way. And so pre-K counts is for a little bit uh, higher income level. Families can make up to 300% of that federal poverty guideline. So example, a family of four can make 79,500, um, but they still receive that free breakfast, lunch, and snack. It's still the school year program, it's still full day care. So basically they're the exact same type of layout format. The only thing different is where the funding comes from. And and is that is there any tuition with pre-K counts at all? No, pre-K pre counts is also free. Uh, we do offer what we call a wrap care program, which is before and after school care. Um, and that applies to pretty much any of our preschool programs that way, which that's a minimal additional fee on gotcha. top of that, but the program itself is is free as well. So for the vast number of people, especially in Erie County, where our our household income is so much less than, than the state average, the, between Head Start and Pre-K Counts, it's going to cover most of the young families in our neck of the yes. woods, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and a lot of people for Pre-K Counts especially, they don't realize how high that income guideline yeah. goes. We get a lot of times a, a lot of families saying, oh, I didn't realize that I could make that much. Um, and again, you know, with Head Start, the the lower income level, but also having those other things that make you eligible with being considered homeless, not renting or or not owning your own home, right. um, you know, and having those benefits that they partake in or being in foster care, um, those types of things. So there is a vast majority of kids that are eligible right out the door, um, you know, that. And you're, you're guiding these families through, right? You're having them do a financial oh, yeah. plan and, yep. and they can figure it out. So as we far have as enrollment specialists that work directly with the families. Yeah. So that way they submit either an online application just to kind of get the ball rolling. Um, they can call in one of our enrollment numbers and then that person walks them step by step through the process. So they're never on their own. And then you have the third level would be that tuition based preschool again for three, four and five year olds all year round. Uh, is it? I mean, it does does the child development centers attract all three um, all three programs, if you will? I mean, pretty robustly. Yes, I. I as far as we have that those programs, Venango and Crawford County, we have all three. Yeah. Um, soon to be in Erie County as well with a tuition base. In all of those slots, we have no problems as far as getting people, you know, acclimated and enrolled and and into those positions once they realize that that care is there for them. All right, I've got like a, a minute left. I want I want to go to uh, Becky because uh, when I think about these kids during this past year, how much, um, you know, how how much did COVID play into their learning? Well, we provided virtual learning. Uh, we also offered a hybrid model of virtual and in-person learning. And I'm here to tell you that the creative curriculum and the studies continued in all the formats. Uh, our teachers just kept going, made a few modifications sometimes if something did not translate virtually, but all of our um, objectives and all of the developmental learning uh, continued across COVID. And, and everybody's in person now, right? Yes. 
Okay. And and have you seen any slippage, especially like with your five-year-olds? Uh, are you having to do some kind of catching up? Uh, that's that's the big concern in the education world as far as this outsider is seeing. Now, it's funny that you asked that because I asked all of my lead teachers that when the children were coming back and they had a problem, but it was a good problem, which was the children were so happy to be back that they were so immersed in learning. They were overjoyed to be there and so helpful. We have our friends from the um, Child Development Centers, Rena Irwin, Jessica Schultz, and Becky Sanchez. And the county executive was on the show yesterday. And she's explaining how her granddaughter, who's three, you know, was was at a um, at a store and they, she saw a mannequin and, and, and she remarked to her mother, hey, look, there's a, there's a there's a man there's a man there. And, and when you think about it, a three year old uh, 13, 14 months ago was a tiny little toddler. When the pandemic started, this is uh there's, you know, time moves fast when you're uh, a preschooler or toddler, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, so so for a lot of these kids, uh, you know, that that era of, um, you know, maybe de- a delay because they couldn't uh, they couldn't go to in person or maybe they, they started with virtual. But you're saying that pretty much uh, they're so resilient, uh, Becky, that uh, that it hasn't hasn't uh, kind of presented as as an issue of falling behind uh, for at least for the preschoolers no not that i'm aware of and not based on the feedback that i've had you know from the teachers we had a very nice virtual program and it was faithful to creative curriculum and the good work just continued rena i want to come back to you because again uh uh y'all have been at this for uh, many years now, multiple decades, but uh, more more recently here in Erie County. Um, what do you th- are there are there uh, basic issues that you feel like coming into this urban setting has um, has made you change directions or uh, change your approach to uh, what Child Development Centers does? No, I would say that we're doing what we've been doing for a long time. And uh, full disclosure, I am a a child um, who grew up on 3rd and Cascade in Erie. So coming back to my- They call those the Bay Rats. That's right. Uh, So, you know, a family of poverty. Mm -hmm. Um, My entire life have been passionate about children having an opportunity to learn and, and not have generational poverty. Um, so, you know, we had our model pretty much down pat in Venango, uh, NACI accreditation, star four, um, multiple funding streams, uh, that we were blessed to get. And so really we just brought what we do to Erie, um, in Erie, the children live on streets in Venango County. They may may live on roads. Um, you know, besides that, uh, three, four and five-year-olds come to school every day and all those locations just ready to learn, um, and they have fun. Are we missing kids, though? Or, like, again, this is not required in Pennsylvania, right? Maybe kind of give me a handle on what is and what isn't uh, a part of our our structure for early childhood. Uh, It's parents' choice. A parent could keep their child home with them until the first day of kindergarten, And then there's also rules about when it's even mandatory to go to school. Um, For us, 
Um, I think our reputation with quality is why families enroll with us, um, infant, toddler, preschool. Um, people are just familiar with us, yeah. especially in Venango. We're trying to gain the trust of the people in Erie. We've put millions of dollars into the buildings that we are in, Asbury, Cascade, and Century. Uh, those millions of dollars to improve the environment for the children so that when they walk in that classroom, they're in such awe um, that they're happy to be there. You know, uh, I it's it's notable to say, OK, not only are you in the city, but you're you are in Girard. You are um, you know, you've got a couple more places going on in the city. Uh, do you anticipate uh, uh, some more in the south parts of uh of Erie County as you grow? Uh, well, we are in um, Meadville. So okay. we are north of Meadville on the way to Sagertown. That's probably the closest we are to that. Um, I don't envision us expanding that direction. Okay. Um, our goal with the Head Start grant was really to focus on the city of Erie. Gotcha. That is what we promised the federal government. Um, the uh, Girard School District has been fantastic to our agency, providing us with multiple rooms. So we've been able to serve a nice volume of children out there, which helps for our financial situation. Uh, Jess, weigh in on this new location here um, at, on 9th and Payne. Yes, so we are opening, we're, we're gearing up to open on July 5th. That is going to be our Gilson Center, and it's actually going to offer infant and toddler care as well as that tuition-based preschool and Head Start classroom. So we're kind of, this is our first center that we're going to be able to have infants and toddlers in, as well as getting some of that, like I said, tuition-based preschool for parents that want to pay. Hold on a second. So when you say infant and toddler, that sounds like daycare. Is that a fee-for-service kind of deal? Yeah. So like okay. Rena had mentioned earlier, there are some subsidies like ELRC that can come into play there with assistance for infants and toddlers. But okay. that is a, a private paying um, um, place for parents to be able to bring their children. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, we wouldn't call it daycare because those are not words that we like. Oh, I'm, so, I'm, I'm swearing at you. And I don't even know it. Jeez. So in our infant toddler rooms, they are younger, but similar to preschool. Mm -hmm. There's curriculum, there's best practice, there's attachment. There's all kinds of high quality practices that put that not at a daycare level, but really at an early childhood level. But let me ask you this: Is you 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 not rolled off some letters there, Jessica? The um, what is available for especially for low income families on that on that infant toddler stage of life? There again, if we have Head Start for the three year olds, what do we got for under three? So the Early Learning Resource Center is a um, group that we work very closely with. And um, so they have certain eligibility requirements that are directly through their program. And with that, they offer some assistance for families. Um, I know that they you have to um, maintain the family has to be working to be able to be eligible for, for their assistance that way. But that plays into hand with our infants and toddler program. Um, in, at least in the Erie County area. So, all right. So, if you are a working, if you're the working poor and you mm -hmm. need coverage while you go to work, 
uh, it, it sounds like during the day, at least, this this is an option, right? Yes, yes. And our, our center is actually going to be open from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Okay. Um, so we have that broad range. And um, it's kind of one of those instances where if you have a longer shift, it, it covers that one day, that price covers for that day. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, if you need your child to be there for six hours or if you need your child to be there for three hours or eight hours or whatever it may be. Is this something, Rena, that you know about uh, as far as that there is state funding or there is, uh, you know, some some help from the feds uh, as as like part of the income tax credit or uh, again, I'm just asking. Uh, in Pennsylvania, yes, there is the EITC program, which CDC participates in. But that, once again, is geared towards preschool. The only thing right now for infant toddler um, would be the tuition based program. Um in Erie. You would think that that's kind of, uh, I'm surprised that people aren't waving and ringing that bell to say, Hey, we, we've got to do quality, you know, you know, quality childcare, uh, mm-hmm. you know, up, to, up to three years old. Uh, so for the, for the working poor, I mean, if you're willing to work, we're going to, we're going to be, you're going to have an option to watch your kids. And that's where the stars program comes into play because that's the program that encourages all child care centers to work towards a higher level of quality. And the state provides um, incentives of certain grants for centers as they move up the, the level of stars. So, uh, so Rebecca, talk about, I, I guess, I guess when, when, when you're thinking about curriculum and, and uh, educational approaches for the really youngest ones of us and, and, uh, and they're, you know, they're socializing and they're, while they're crawling, how, how does that all work? Well, first of all, um, at CDC, we became very interested in how children learn and how the brain develops. Yeah. The brain is growing so rapidly during all the ages that we've been mentioning, infant through age five. If the brain continued to grow at that level, an 18 year old would have an 85 pound brain. So that's how fast they're growing. Gotcha. Wow. So we decided to educate ourselves on the neuroscience about how children learn. And this includes infants, uh, toddlers and preschoolers. And then how do we get the learning, the self-regulation and the cognition all at the same time to more than prepare these children for kindergarten and really everything that lies ahead? We do have uh, studies, believe it or not, for the infants and the toddlers to do. Their studies are things such as sticky things, animals, bugs, spring, summer, fall, winter. Uh, We have 10 studies for the little ones and they explore all these things in a sensory way. And they have books and science activities that they do that are key to the topic of the study. This is... It's very high quality. It's very fascinating. That that is, and and again, um, I'm I'm thinking about how sharp mm-hmm. some of these little ones are, and uh, and you're able to kind of if if they're if they're just all about consuming the knowledge, it, it is uh, it is remarkable what you're able to teach. Rena, I, I'm interested in again when we're talking about you know uh, Head Start and pre K counts and and you know and and what what kind of partnership would a, a firm like yours have with 
parents? How how does how does the learning not stop, or or the maybe the the character traits that you teach not stop uh, when they walk out the door of the CDC? One of the best parts of the Head Start program is it's considered a two generational program. So while we have the classroom teachers assistants working in the classroom, we also have family engagement specialists. These folks are social workers, mostly by their um, background. So this, the family engagement folks are working with the parents. We're working with the children. There's a bridge with the family engagement people to help the parent understand how their child is learning and developing. Uh, it's a beautiful program to serve both generations. That's remarkable. Mm-hmm. Has that always been a part of uh, the federal Head, program? Yes. Or ha- has Head, it really? Head Start has always considered it a two-generational program because they knew with the poverty for the children, you can't just let them set aside and help the child. The parent also needs help in these circumstances. So we have assessments for parents. Do you need housing? Do you do you need food? Are you... Wow. Are you well along there? Do you want a job? Can we help you fill out applications? Can we connect you with CareerLink? Uh, so it's a progression to help the parent be self-sufficient, knowing that if that happens, the child will have a better opportunity. As professionals and practitioners, isn't it amazing? And again, I'm just starting to learn about this stuff as a radio guy, but this whole idea of social determinants of health as it kind of branches off from health Right. Mm -hmm. If you feel good because you have a roof over your head and food in your refrigerator to how well you learn. Right. I often have said, you know, we'll we will know for our parents when we see parents sitting on school boards who have come through the Head Start program or have run for office or like you, for example, who are have successful careers. We take that very personally. You know, like we've done our job and we've fulfilled our mission. And I almost feel like, uh, again, I'm an old timer, but I feel like, hey, here's something from the 60s that actually worked. Yeah. Yes. I don't mean mean to be uh, silly about it, but I'm shocked that here it is. It's uh, 50 plus years and it's going and it's actually expanding and it's making an impact. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, it is making an impact. And, you know, we really want to work ourselves out of having Head Start because if all of the children are successful and get to that high level, um, you know, you could theoretically say there wouldn't be poverty. That hasn't happened in more than 50 years of Head Start. But the thing that really has happened with Head Start is there's been a continuous um, movement toward it being about educating children, not just about care but about educating them with monitoring that we go through with expectations of new presidents that come on board uh, from the 1960s until where we are today. The program does not look the same. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would imagine. All right. I'm going to take the last couple minutes that we have here and let's talk about how somebody plugs in and we'll go to Jessica. Uh, so um, talk about the enrollment process, Jess. So the easiest way to enroll is to just head on over to our website, which is cdcenters.org slash enroll dash now. 
Um, and that will bring up just an enrollment page and that is for all of our programs. So from there, the parent can choose if they have an infant or toddler or a preschool age child. Um, they click on that selection. It brings up just a simple, easy to fill out enrollment form, just asking basic questions. Um, and then, like I said, that will go to one of our enrollment specialists who reviews it and then reaches back out to them to finish the application process. Um, you know, if, if is the there a right not, time to do this? I mean, is this the time to do it or? Yes, we are actively enrolling for all of our locations in Erie, including the one that is opening up on the 5th um, for that infant toddler care. We're yeah. taking applications and now um, our Head Start program where we have slots available, like I said, at at every single location in Erie, pre-K counts, same thing. Um, so we're enrolling for the 2021-22 school year as we speak. And then as far as uh, learning more about it, uh, y'all are on Facebook and, and you have the website. Can you get a tour? So we have on the website, if you go to our locations page, there's some virtual tours okay. that you can check out. We did some during, you know, COVID shutdown quarantine timeframe. Um, we moved more to a vir virtual tour setup. Um, unfortunately, we haven't been able to move back into in-person with our COVID protocol because that's obviously our main focus is keeping the kids and our staff safe. Um, so that's that's the best way to get a peek, but it does go through. We have two different locations on there, and it does show everything from an infant toddler room, a preschool room, and then Venango County has our school age classrooms as well. Alrighty, so uh, maybe one more last word for Becky then. So I, I'm thinking about maybe that grandparent that's seeing that kid spending a heck of a lot of time on the iPad and not in a an early childhood situation what would you suggest i mean what's what's a what's a proper and uh non-confrontational way to kind of say to the parent hey this is a this is this would be a good choice well what i would first recommend is exactly what uh, cdc teachers do with the children uh, all learning and uh, all positive growth in children comes from what we call shared activities. This is when the adult, you know, you said grandparent could be another caretaker or hopefully the CDC teacher uh, is working, interacting with the child in person. Can be looking at pictures and talking about them. It can be as simple as looking out the window and naming all the things you see and talking about how they're made and where they come from and their colors and their shapes. That is an example of a shared activity. It doesn't cost any money, but it's so effective for building not only the positive relationship with an adult, which is another indicator of their success in the future, it builds vocabulary, which is a huge indicator for success in school. And then they're learning uh, all about things in the outside world. Uh, the screen time I know in today's culture, it's almost unavoidable, but my advice would be to at least at a minimum alternate between that and shared activities that are done in person with uh, the adult. And, and that, not, it, it would seem to me that, uh, uh, that the grandparent could, could show the parent, hey, this kid wants to learn. Let's get yes. him into a program that... Uh, that that won't cost you anything more than likely and really could benefit their lives. Yes, another litmus test the grandparent could do, ask the child about their favorite thing. It could be fire trucks, it could mm. be unicorns. 
it could be uh, dump trucks, whatever it is, and watch the child take off talking to you about them and uh, showing you pictures of the favorite objects. And that shows you the basic premise of um, early childhood learning. When children uh, are engaged with objects of high interest to them, that enhances the learning. They're like little sponges. You can introduce new vocabulary words and they'll have them forever. Beautiful. Rita, you, you've got to be proud of your team and uh, the growth of the organization you represent. I am very proud. I'm, I'm like mom of, mom of CDC after 24 years. Yeah. Uh, when, I, when I got to CDC, we had nine, nine, um, $900,000 budget, and now we're at $25 million. Um, we've never chased money, but we have been stubbornly passionate, like I said before, about our field and helping children. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been a lovely journey to this point. Great to meet you all. Thank you so much. Rena Irwin, the CEO, the marketing specialist, Jessica Schultz, and curriculum specialist, Becky Sanchez from the Child Development Centers. Uh, uh, thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks for having us. Thank you. You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com.